You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts. And our podcast, available anytime, on demand, at WPTF.com, or visit us on our Facebook, AARP North Carolina. I'm your host, Mike Olander, of AARP North Carolina. We've got a great show for you today. Sarah Klein and David Jarmel of AmeriCorps Seniors RSVP Program are with us to talk about National Volunteer Week and how they are helping make life better for communities. But before we get to that, as always, ladies and gentlemen, our esteemed production engineer, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how are you doing, my friend? Mike, it's always wonderful to see you. How are you doing? I am doing great. I am a spring man, and we are having quite a spring here in North Carolina, aren't we? We are. Are, are you an allergy man? I'm taking if you're a spring man, you're I probably not a allergy I a little bit of a headache, absolutely okay. I do, but I'm de- it's a small price to pay for the beauty and the comfort and the excitement for me that comes with, uh, with spring. And, and what about you? I do like spring. I'm more of a fall person, but okay. uh, I do appreciate spring, and I like that it, once we get into the groove here and everything is just super green, and we've gone through that big transition phase, I, I'm a big fan. We have, and the pollen isn't that terrible this year, it doesn't seem. No, I think we're just getting like an extended exposure as opposed to... <laughs> right. It's not all coming in within the course of two weeks. I remember <laughs> first coming to North Carolina from New Jersey 10 years ago. And seeing the pollen come in a very condensed fashion and seeing very windy days and seeing green winds going across the highway as the wind would blow the pollen from the trees. And I had never seen anything quite like that before. So that was uh, that was always fun. But despite all that, the the, the little bit of allergies that I do get um, right now, it's a small price to pay. I enjoy the season, uh, the excitement of summer coming and uh, I can understand, though, fall people for sure. You kind of get through the hot summer and you're ready for some relief. Yeah, uh, yeah, you appreciate that. But it is nice to get out in the yard again and mm-hmm. be outside. So uh, really, as you said, it, you, North Carolina is so beautiful that any time of the year is great. That's right. Very, very well said, my friend. Um, springtime is not only a great, beautiful time to be here in North Carolina, but nationally it is National Volunteer Week, which today, as as the day that we are airing this program, is the tail end of National Volunteer Week. And before we get to our guest, Jason, and I'm really excited to have AmeriCorps with us uh, today to talk about all that they do and how people can get involved with them. Um, I want to talk about volunteerism and, and, you know, from from AARP's perspective. And I know a lot of people out there have different perspectives about what AARP is. Um, Most people... Uh, that I run across in my 16 years at AARP, you know, they think AARP and they immediately think, many of them, of the commercials they see, especially during daytime TV, right, Uh, for health insurance products and and other things. And um, just to be clear, folks, AARP is not an insurer. um, And that's why you hear the commercials, you know, the only plan endorsed by AARP or what have you. Uh, We do have a a subsidiary that makes endorsements of different products and so forth. Um, But AARP, the mothership, is a a 501c4 nonprofit organization. We've been around nearly 65 years, turning 65 later this year. Um, and um, I thought it'd be really a good 
opportunity during National Volunteer Week to talk about how AARP got started because it was a volunteer organization from its inception and continues to be today. And all of the work and all the impact that we're able to have now is due not to staff, but to volunteers. And this is so important. You know, back uh, in, uh, in the 50s, before we had Medicare, um, seniors, you know, were really going out of pocket for health insurance, right? And uh, there was this uh, retired school teacher and school principal named Dr. Ethel Percy Andrus. And um, she had gone to look up a, an old friend, an old colleague uh, who was also a retired school teacher to try. And um, someone had asked her to help her lo- be located. And she w- at one point went to some house, knocked on the door and asked for this person. And they said, no, they're, they're, you know, I don't know who that is. Or it was like, wait a minute, do you need the person who lives out back? And she said, what do you mean out back? I don't see another home back there. And she said, no, there's an old woman who lives in the chicken coop in the backyard. And this person who she found and spoke to um, was literally living in in a barnyard uh, because she was destitute. She had no financial security, no health security, again, pre-Medicare, 1950s. And uh, Dr. Andrus, in her wisdom, said there's got to be a better way. Here in America, this is unacceptable. And she made it a mission for her to try and get together other retired school teachers to try to figure out some way of getting affordable health insurance. Um, And from that, something called the Retired Teachers Association and the National Retired Retired Teachers Association was born. Um, And from that, you had a lot of other people saying, wait a minute, this issue isn't just important for teachers, retired teachers, but for everyone else. And so AARP, then known as the American Association for Retired Persons, was born. And from that, AARP chapters started sprouting up all over the country. And this is an important fact. Founded in 1958, this is prior to the passage of the Social Security Act, uh, which gave us things like Title 20 funding, um, which is what funds senior centers. So before there was this federal mechanism for funding senior centers across the country, there were AARP chapters. And these were volunteer-run organizations that were helping meet the needs of people in those communities. And there were thousands of them that sprouted all over. And do you know, Jason, we still have AARP chapters to this day. And some of them have been around literally for decades. It is, it is truly um, amazing. Um, now we have state offices in each of, uh, in each of our states, um, and they take on a, a lot of the work um, that a lot of chapters did, because unfortunately a lot of chapters, that, that model has, has gone away and to a large degree. But volunteers are still a critical part of what we do and how we do things, and their input is so, so important. And so, uh, again, I know for, for folks listening, they hear AARP, and they may hear all sorts of different things or have different ideas about what we are, but one thing, if you take one thing from this show, take this. Uh, we are a volunteer-driven organization, and we would be nothing but four big red letters without the volunteers uh, that do so much of the work and have so much impact um, in communities across the country. So shifting gears, um, I want to uh, talk a little bit about AmeriCorps. And I am so delighted um, to have two guests with us from AmeriCorps. I remember, and I'm not going to 
steal their thunder because I want to hear a little bit of background about how America got started and why. But I remember hearing about it back in the 90s, this new thing that was being pitched. And I thought, what a great idea it was and what an amazing legacy the organization um, has had uh, to date, years, uh, decades later now. So Sarah Klein, Program Manager of AmeriCorps Seniors RSVP. And David Jarmul, um, Jarmul, excuse me, volunteer and head of the advisory council for AmeriCorps uh, Senior RSVP. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're so happy you can be here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, Mike. We're Mike. so excited. Great. For our listeners who are unaware, let's start with some basics. What is AmeriCorps? How did it get started? And, and what is the mission? Great question and david's going to laugh at me for saying great question because all of your questions will be great but we um are part of americorps seniors rsvp which which is just a subsection of americorps americorps is a national agency devoted to promoting service throughout the country so when you hear americorps you probably think of americorps vistas those are typically college graduates who come out and are doing some sort of service, um, but RSVP stands for the Retired and Senior Volunteer Program. So we help those age 55 and up volunteer. Excellent. And so uh, just about, this was started back in the 90s, right? This came out of the Clinton era, as I recall? Yes, it did. And then a few years ago, the seniors division was started as a way to engage the older adult community and promote volunteering and engagement in those who still want to be involved. Right. And we are not only just about volunteerism, but of course of engaging older adults. And David, you as a volunteer and head of the advisory council, um, I'm sure can say a few words about that. Uh, please. Yeah. So Mike, I was probably like many of your listeners. I was in the regular work. I was in the regular workplace for many years. Uh, my wife and I both retired I, at the age uh, in our in our early sixties. We went off and joined the Peace Corps for two years mm. and served as Peace Corps volunteers overseas. Uh, came back, wanted to keep volunteering, and uh, it actually finding a good match proved more difficult than I, I thought it would be. Uh, which is partly what led me to RSVP because its whole purpose is to help older Americans find a good volunteer match and to sustain them in that. Uh, and for me personally, I have found just tr tremendous fulfillment uh, and a new sense of purpose in my life from volunteering. That is wonderful. And, you know, for folks who are listening here who think that they are, you know, Maybe volunteerism, you know, maybe they're, they're still working, they're active, they're raising kids. You know, unfortunately, volunteering is maybe they consider it for them not an option. Maybe they think they, they can't find the time to be able to do it. One of the blessings I have had working at, our, at AARP for, for years has been f meeting so many people like you, David, who are doing things, you know, find, you know looking for that right opportunity – and maybe, maybe you can speak to this as well, who maybe they spent their lives, you know, doing the grind, whether it was raising kids, whether it was working a job, having a career. And then now they're able to finally spend the time doing what they really want to do. They use their skills. They use their passion. They're acting on their values to make the community better. Does that sound something like your story as well? Sure. I'm sure you see this all the time through your work with AARP. Um, 
retirement isn't what it used to be and this is a whole new stage of life and we have many hopefully many active years but you do have a new a new identity for yourself and mm. you have to find some purpose now some people uh, it can maybe the conventional playing golf and gardening and with their grandchildren and that's fine everyone has to find their own bliss um, for my case and many others uh, I look around the community there's so many urgent needs here in the triangle and around the country uh, whether it's poverty or the arts or the environment uh, and those organizations need help uh, and there are millions of us older Americans who are uh, able to make a match and have a sense of purpose and make a really valuable contribution and again getting back to RSVP what it does is help you make a, make a good match and then become part of a community of volunteers. I would love to jump in and speak to that. There's been research to suggest that not only is volunteering as an older adult is it good for the community but it also has very positive physiological and mental health benefits and so you know you're getting out there you're helping the community but in, in that you're also doing great things for yourself and really expanding your networks. That is a wonderful note to end on before we cut to a commercial break. Folks, you've been, we've been speaking with AmeriCorps here during National Volunteer Week. This is AARP Without Limits. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is AARP Without Limits. Send us a question, send us a comment, send us a recommendation for a future topic or guest. Send us an email to aarpwithoutlimits at aarp.org. Today we've been speaking with Sarah Klein and David Jarmel of the AmeriCorps Seniors RSVP. That's kind of hard to say. Forgive me. Kind of hard to say that quickly Mm -hmm. and smoothly. Really appreciate them learning a bit about AmeriCorps um, and what their mission is and how they are engaging adults, especially older adults, through the Seniors RSVP program. And I want to ask you specifically about North Carolina, particularly here in the Triangle. What areas of need, you know, when it comes to, you know, things where you need volunteers for, are you seeing the most? And what type of volunteers are you looking to recruit the most? Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. So in the Triangle specifically, we have seen such an increase in need, especially post-COVID. And for a lot of organizations, volunteering looks a lot different than it used to. But we still have great need with support of food insecurity. We have a lot of organizations that are pursuing that, trying to make sure that no family, no person is hungry in the triangle. That's a huge push. We also have a need for supporting education. Obviously, there is some attrition, loss of learning over COVID during digital learning. And so we have a huge need for volunteer support in that area. Um, And specifically for the RSVP program, we're looking for all types of volunteers. And I don't say that loosely. I really do mean that. We have task-oriented volunteering where that's kind of the classic volunteering that you think of. You go to a nonprofit, you might sort food, you might package meals, something like that. And then we also have concept-based, which is more consulting, um, using skills maybe that you built throughout a career or grant writing that you would like to pursue and doing that with a nonprofit to support their mission. Mm, I'm so – I'm really happy uh, to hear how you guys have stepped into this space of meeting needs 
come from COVID. You know, we hear we've been hearing a lot about how school kids have fallen behind, and I know there's been some good news lately in the news on on some recovery of that. But most people have been thinking about this, okay, how do we address this through the educational system and not necessarily through how do we work with organizations like AmeriCorps, right, to be able to find people, uh, uh, volunteers to help work with children to help them address this this issue. And I'm just so glad that you guys um, are helping to, uh, to fill that space. Did you have something to add, David? Yeah, and if someone was interested, say, in schools and in education, they, they, you know, they may then wonder, well, like, exactly what do I do? Who should I call? And so the beauty of this is they can call Sarah, and she'll say, oh, you know, this is the, you know, this would be good for you. She was telling me just yesterday she was talking to someone not for schools, but someone who was like a database person, and they didn't really actually don't really want to interact with people all that much, but she found them a, a, a slot where they're now doing database work for a nonprofit, mm-hmm. uh, and and another one where someone wanted to drive cancer patients to and from their treatment, and she was able to you know set that up, and so sort of whatever you're interested in, um, and but you may not know exactly where to look. Uh, that's an important part of what the service is. That's a really important space you guys are filling to provide that. So it's a one-stop shop. They go there, and you guys. People right. can figure out where what what the opportunities are. I love to say that my whole job, you know, a volunteer might ask me, "How how do I do this? How can I make this dream of volunteering in this space a reality?" And I always say, "That's my entire job to make that a reality mm. for you." Um, and so I I love getting feedback from volunteers. That I I've had great feedback from our tutors who have been working with students. Um, one volunteer in particular, she has worked with a student for a year and a half now, and she has gotten so close with the family that they invite her to their family events and celebrations. And I just think that that's incredible. And I, I want to be able to offer that to anyone who wants to get involved. That is really wonderful. And while we're on that, that topic, are there any other volunteer individual volunteer stories or accounts that you, got, you can share? On that note? Yes, I would love to share um, one kind of special relationship that has been built through volunteering. We are part of the DPAC inclusion program and we give out free tickets to go to a show at DPAC. Um, last fall, we gave out some tickets to Riverdance. I gave out two tickets to one of our avid volunteers and she let me know later that she brought another volunteer another rsvp member with her that she had become friends with through volunteering at the durham community food pantry Mm. i just thought that was so special that these relationships are being built and go beyond just volunteering and that's what we love to see and that is wonderful. You know, there's a nice something I've seen at ARP here too, where we have these volunteer networks that are, they become like families and somebody gets sick and they're calling and checking in and bringing over food and, and, and taking care of each other. And it's really remarkable. Yeah, I'm an ARP member and every time Great. I get the magazine and the newsletter, it makes me feel like I'm part of this community. But you also want to do that locally and face to face. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in addition to the uh, tickets and things, there are. Um, group events like recently here to go to the to the National Museum and to do garden 
there's a monthly series to learn about local nonprofits like Meals on Wheels and others who their, their directors will come in and talk about what they do. But it's also a chance to interact with other, other folks of our own age mm -hmm. um, who share a common concern about the community. And so that, that's great. And it's very powerful. Yeah, it, it it really is. You have a group of people who are there for a purpose, right? And and there's nothing. History has shown there's nothing more powerful than that. Uh, for those who run organizations, whether it be even, you know any type of organization, mm -hmm. can they reach out to you if they have a volunteer Absolutely. recruitment need? How does that work? Great question. So we have um, you can Google RSVP and it RSVP Durham, and it will show our website, my contact information please reach out to me there. I love working with nonprofits. We have 37 nonprofits that we work with just in our program alone at this point. And they let me know the needs that they would like to be filled. And then from there, we post it on our volunteer management platform. Excellent. That sounds easy enough. Um, what um, can our listeners, what's the best way for our listeners to find out about AmeriCorps in the area? And keep in mind here, we have similar, because this broadcasts here in the Triangle, but we have to share the podcast statewide. So if somebody's listening to this, say, down Charlotte, what's the best way? Is it for them just simply to Google AmeriCorps? Yes, that is um, the best way to do it. You can always Google AmeriCorps RSVP near me and the most centrally located um chapter near you will come up okay mm -hmm. great and are you guys on social media because that's so much uh, so much of a connection tool now for people absolutely you can find us at the volunteer center um we have a couple different channels we have facebook twitter and instagram please follow us and connect with us there well that is so easy david any uh final words from you before we wrap up I uh, just uh, I'll just mentioned I, I have a, a blog with readers around the world and a, and a book about my experience after leaving the work, workplace called Not Exactly Retired, mm -hmm. which talks a lot about the importance of volunteering later in life. Oh, that is wonderful. Great. So thanks so much for that information. Really appreciate you guys. You didn't have that too far of a hike from Durham, but really appreciate Absolutely. you coming Thank in you, to, to be here and to get to, to meet uh, Jason and I here in person. Well, folks, that is a wrap. Again, please email your questions and comments, suggestions for future topics or guests to AARP without limits at aarp.org. You can also visit us on Facebook, AARP North Carolina. Thanks to Sarah Klein and David Jarmel for being our guests. Thank you to Jason Kong for a production. Thank you for listening. This has been AARP Without Limits. I'm Mike Olander signing off.